Welcome to the Mama Love Podcast. My name is Annie Love and I'm a mum, a wife, a life coach, creative spirit and all-round positive thinker. Our parenting journey has been, well, a bit of a roller coaster, and I've learned the hard way how to navigate through some pretty tumultuous times. This podcast is about finding joy, even in the midst of darkness, and believing that we can find light on the other side, even if the landscape is different to how we expected it to look. We're going to share stories and conversations along the way and talk about how we create our best life, even when things feel hard. Thank you for being here. Welcome to episode 18 of the Mama Love podcast. Today, I am very lucky to have a very special guest in the studio, i.e. our study at home. (laughs) Welcome to the Mama Love podcast, Sammy Love. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you for joining me. I know it's probably a little bit nerve-wracking, but, you know. Oh, half off. (laughs) Now, Sam is our eldest son. He is 12 years old, eldest brother of Charlie and Nicholas. And today I wanted to invite him on the podcast to talk through a time in his life where he had leukemia. But what I'm going to start with is just by, uh, well, one thing I want to say is that if there's a question I ask you and you don't want me to answer, you can just do like the secret sign. Hey, yeah. Okay. Um, but I just want to start by asking you a little about you. Well, I'm 12 years old. I'm in grade six and um, I like riding um, my mountain bike, doing jumps and all sorts of stuff, but also being creative at home, drawing, digital art, all kinds of stuff. Awesome. And you're also, you've been a bit of a chef since you were quite young. Oh, Yes been making coffee for mum and dad since about <laughs> four or five. What were you making in our house last night? Um, oh, completely forgot. Icebox. Oh, yeah. Uh, homemade icebox. It was um, pineapple, orange and strawberries with a bit of milk, which tastes pretty good. Mm. Now, you've been on a podcast before, haven't you? I have. You're on the Four Blades podcast and you were doing some cooking with them. Yep. Yeah. Super famous. <laughs> oh, very much. Now, I don't know whether you realise, but seven years ago this week, you were diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukaemia on the 9th of September 2013. And you were only five. And I just wondered, do you remember much about when you first went into hospital with leukaemia? Um, honestly, not really. It was, um, like, I'd still do stuff at, like, kindergarten and all, but, like, maybe once a week or so, I just wouldn't be there. I'd be at the hospital getting a checkup or something like that. So you don't really remember much of those early days of having to go to the hospital. You were in the hospital yeah. for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. And then we went, we spent quite a bit of time at hospital, didn't we? We did, yeah. I still remember having like a really sore knee and just mm-hmm. limping. Yeah, that was when we first realised you had leukaemia. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. 
For you, the treatment protocol for leukemia was just over three years long. What was it like to go through leukemia and also go to school and be a kid? Well, it felt really different. Like, um, around grade one, I'd lost my hair pretty much three times. Um, like, it changed how you felt. You wouldn't be like a normal kid. You'd feel like a teenager or something. Yeah. Like, um, you kind of be more antisocial and dress differently and stuff like that. Okay. And why do you think you felt like a teenager? Oh, I'd always be really antisocial unless it was with family or personal friends. And I'd dress differently, like wear long sleeve um, clothes, I'd wear jeans and um, hoodies and stuff like that in the Uh, summer. I think I know what you mean now. Um, And I think probably you're referring to there were five days out of every month where you were on a steroid called yeah. dexamethasone. Yeah. And it was it used to change your behaviour quite a lot. And yep. we we used to call you Steve in those <laughs> days because you were so different to what you were normally. And you used to like wearing hoodies. Mm. Almost you like kind of hid away. And you were a little bit like a sullen teenager for five days, even though you were only six at yeah. the time. So I know what you mean now. Okay. Um did you did the kids at school know that you were going through cancer treatment? Ah, uh, yeah, I think they did, but up until maybe grade four or five, no one had no one really knew. Hmm. Yeah, I remember you saying that when you went to your new school, and one day you had to go to the hospital for a checkup, and that. And you told somebody that you were going through checkup, yeah. and they were a bit surprised to hear that you'd had cancer when you were. Yeah, they um were quite surprised, um, because I pretty much then looked like everyone else, normal kid, but yeah, felt a lot different. Mm. So when you were at the school, the first school where you were at when it was um when you were going through treatment, did you ever feel like you got any special treatment because you were going through cancer? Um, no, not really. Nobody treated me different. It was pretty much just the same. Okay. And one day in 2000, end of 2016, we got to go to the hospital to do something special at the very end of your treatment. Can you talk about that? Well, we got to go to the hospital at the very end of my treatment and um, I got to ring a bell and sign my name on a special board um, saying that I'd finished cancer. Hmm. And this board was full of so many people's names and all those kids who have finished um, treatment for cancer. Yeah, it was pretty cool, wasn't it? Hmm. And you know what? One of the things that I remember is that Um, like that was a really lovely day and it was nice to be with the doctors and nurses who had looked after you for a really long time. But I feel like what was a more significant day for you is the following year, um, when you got your port out. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. Like I'd have to undergo surgery to, um, get a plastic, basically a plastic circle, um, out of around my right shoulder 
um, which they stick needles into and take blood from and all that. And so I had to get that out from then on because I'd finished treatment and there was no need for it. Yeah. And I remember you being really super keen to get that out. Mm. And then do you remember what we did after that, the the following weekend? Oh, yeah. We had a poured out party. So (laughs) we invited friends and neighbours and... um, and people we knew because we were so happy that I had gotten my port out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Does it feel different now to not have it? It does because when I um pressed down, I could just feel a hard bit of plastic there. Mm. But now it just feels normal. Yeah. you got a still got a bit of a scar there now. I do. You? Yeah. Um, it has been almost four years, actually, since you finished treatment and rang the bell. What does life look like? Now, for you, are you, do you feel pretty healthy? Yeah, I feel healthy, feel back to normal, like a normal kid at school. And do you feel like there's been any consequences or impact on you for having gone through treatment? Um, no, not really, like... Maybe a few times it would feel different just because of that um, drug. But other than that, it was pretty much the same. Mm. Like, I'd miss school maybe a few, few times a month and stuff like that. But that's really it. Yeah. So how often do you still have to go up to the hospital? Uh, yeah. Um, it was every three months, but it's now moved to every six months. Yeah. It's pretty cool, huh? Yep. And you've got a pretty amazing team that look after you up at the hospital. But thankfully these days our um, appointments aren't very long, are they? They're pretty short and you're always healthy. So we never worry when we go back. Yep. What would you tell another child who's going through cancer treatment? Um, Well, believe in yourself because it's going to be over within a few years and it doesn't last super long might feel different you might see things differently but altogether it will be pretty much the same so just believe in yourself yeah pretty much cool um do you think it's possible for someone who goes through something big like leukemia and cancer to have a good life yeah of course because after a year or so for a year or so after it might still feel the same but it'll then slowly become more like a normal kid or a teen or whatever and you'll just live a normal life, do whatever you want. Right. Um, now, listen, I have got a Mama Love mixtape on Spotify and I know you are the music, the king of music in oh, our yeah. house. You're like our resident DJ. So yeah, 260 songs on my playlist. I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> Can you pick a favourite that you would like to add to the Mama Love playlist? Um, I like a song called Ghost by Confetti. It's a bit of a catchy little tune that I like. Cool. I also quite like Sunday Best, which is oh, another yeah. song Sunday that you Best like. is a really good one. Yeah. Hey, uh, I think you are one of the most kind, generous, nurturing resilient kids I know so I just wanted to tell you that I love you and I'm proud of you for all you've been through and keep being the amazing kid that you are yeah 
Thanks for coming on the Mama Love podcast. No problem. Will you come back one day? Or maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. See ya. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Mama Love podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. If you love the show, I'd be honoured if you could hit subscribe. Perhaps you'd like to hire me as your very own coach, cheerleader and support crew. You can find out more about my coaching services over at mamalove.com forward slash coaching. That's M-U-M-M-A-L-O-V-E.com forward slash coaching. Or just come and chat to me on Instagram or Facebook at mamalove. Talk to you soon.